Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I founded Antarctica. This week, we talk about a little bit more physics, but apply it to ego and maybe some other stuff, depending on how creative my brain feels. I also completely forgot to wear my headphones today, so that's a thing. Before we start, though, school starts tomorrow, and I'm not excited. You better, better watch the video I spent the past week making on my channel, Mashnor Kabir. Uploads will be slowing down after that. And this one has taken probably over 30 hours of editing and animating. If you add on the research, the scripting, the recording, it took a fat minute. I would highly, highly appreciate if you watch. This is the neurology of disappointment. I know we've talked about that on this podcast before. However, seeing everything come to life, seeing everything animated, it may help you better understand how some of these mechanisms work. I explained the habenula in much more depth and, and some really beautiful animations, at least in my opinion. There's even an animation of a pants being peed. You know, you can go watch for that if nothing else. There's a, two memes in there, you know, but physics, physics, in physics or math, really, uh, but mostly physics, because this has to do with the real world. Uh, there's the idea of scalar quantities and vector quantities. So a quantity is a number. It's uh, an amount. A quality is a description. So a quantity can be a scalar or a vector. A scalar number is used to describe a value that is flat. That's the, uh, you know a solid way to describe it. The more proper way of describing it that you'll hear in your classes is by saying that scalar numbers are numbers that have a magnitude and no direction or no polarity, which is the word I'll use for funsies. A temperature, for example, can't be forwards or backwards. It, it can be uh, 20 degrees Celsius or negative 20 degrees Celsius. A distance as well. Distance can't be left, right. Distance can't be negative, unlike temperature. Uh, distance, you know, you can't have negative 10 meters. That's not really a thing. You can't have negative 10 grams. So mass is also a scalar. You can't have negative mass. Uh, I mean, we're still looking into dark matters. So I mean, maybe we can, but they don't have anything to do with direction, right? So it, it generally, uh, scalars aren't going to be negative numbers. Temperature is a, a bit of a outlier on that side, but generally scalar numbers are, are usually positive. Again, distance can't be negative. Now, we also have vectors, which you can probably guess have a magnitude and a direction. That's the only difference. Uh, so velocity can have a magnitude. You can go 100 miles per hour, big, fast. But a car can go left. It can go right, up or down, depending on the day, really. Uh, on a piece of paper, when you're solving these physics problems, depending on your professor, you'll usually denote it as left is negative and right is positive. So negative 100 miles per hour is completely possible. It just denotes the direction. Uh, sometimes your professor might ask, what's the velocity and given direction? So it'll be like 40 kilometers per hour, west or east, you know, rather than negative, maybe they don't want the negative number and they want the magnitude and the direction explicitly spelled out. And it also depends on the frame of reference. If you're in the physics class, you know, your professor will explain it, but you know, how you answer depends on the question, the wording, all the complicated gross. It is humid as crap today. I have to turn my light or I have to turn my fans off to record. So, you know, your ears, your beautiful, lovely ears that listen to this podcast are only get my sweet, smooth voice. 
it is i'm sticky it's been four minutes that i turned these fans off and i'm i feel sticky i just took a shower and this is uh, i hate humidity man i i shuffle playing cards right so humidity does not work well it makes my hands sweaty it makes the cards warp it's awful anyways now for the life part physics great and all we've done physics for two weeks now did we what did I do last week? I don't remember. But life has more vectors than scalars. Generally, things follow a path of yin and yang. Life has two poles for most things. Love and hate, like and dislike, happy, sad, soft, hard. A lot of binary, a lot of binary states. On, off, one, zero. You get the point. These things also have a magnitude, though. As, you know, where you don't hate double ads on YouTube as much as you hate I don't know, Android phones. You don't love getting YouTube views as much as hentai. Okay, okay, you get the point. Life has polarity and magnitude. Pretty cool, kinda. <laughs> the thing I want to talk about the most is this sector, uh, in this sector, or within this idea uh, of applying physics to life as we so often do on this podcast is the idea of ego as a lot of people when they think they have ego or when they think of egotism they think of someone who's egotistical they think of someone saying that they're the best they can nothing they do is wrong being way too confident about everything right talking about themselves incessantly looking like they could stare into a river see their reflection fall in trying to kiss it and drown uh, this is actually the story of narcissus which uh, narcissus is narcissus Narcissist, you, nar, something, narcissist, something, okay? Which is where the word narcissist comes from. It, that's where it's derived from. Wild, right? It's a good story, honestly. A gr great, great, like, source of a word. Like, that word, it just fits so beautifully with the stories forever. Since Greek, it's, I don't know if it's ancient Rome or Greek, but it, one of those ancient stories. The thing is that, although, yes, that is egotistical, again, the origin of narcissism comes from this idea of loving yourself way too much. However, granted, uh, maybe this is another episode, but a lot of times, uh, narcissism and egotism, it actually comes from a, a large amount of insecurity rather than rather than too much right you just you show your external showing of yourself is a lot bigger i'm not don't armchair psychologists people okay some people are just a-holes look at me i'm not insecure i'm just i'm just an egotistical something i don't know uh but anyways uh where 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 are we they however it is just as egotistical to say that you hate yourself as saying you love yourself, whether you can't stop talking about yourself because of how awesome you think you are, or you can't stop talking about yourself because of how awful you think you are. That is egotistical. There are people out there that play the self-deprecation game and self-loathing game so absolutely goddamn hard and don't notice how annoying it really is. They think it's funny because someone laughed at it one time because we all make self-deprecating jokes. It's funny. I do it all the time on this podcast. I don't actually, I don't actually hate myself, so it's funny enough. But when someone just keeps doing it, over and over they it you can no stop i'm gonna keep it a buck 50 with you i'd rather have an egoist that thinks they're amazing and thinks rather than an egoist that thinks they're scum okay because it's a lot easier 
to tell someone who thinks they're hot doo-doo that they're actually asparagus pee at very most. However, telling someone who's bullying themselves to shut up and they're awful makes me feel like I'm giving in to something. I'm agreeing with them. And I don't want to agree with them. I want to tell them off. But I don't know how to, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, no, you're gr- I'm not going to do that because you're not great. You're super annoying. Stop talking. There's just, no, there's just so little ways to win in those situations. I'm, I'm, you know, it's just screw them it sucks you run out of things to say when people have the negative polarity of ego it it sucks it's not a good time now you may ask what do i do when faced with this situation but well i could answer that i plead the fifth right then i'm not I, i can't tell you what i do with these people because i'm pleading the fifth uh you know wait for me to go through making my definitely fictional podcast it's it's on the table. Maybe one day I will write the script for a single episode. Hasn't happened yet. Over the summer, I wanted to do a lot of writing, just creative writing. YouTube summer school said no. Uh-uh. No. And so I ended up writing one story and it wasn't very good. Anyways, this, this doesn't only apply to ego, of course. This idea of magnitude and polarity. Also for ego, you know, there's varying levels. There's someone that could be a closeted narcissist there's someone who could be a a closeted self-hatist and you know but and then there's the larger end of the spectrum this can uh, uh, this idea of vectors and and magnitude polarity this can also apply to say desire what do you want or what you want to do is just as important as what you don't want to do when say completing a task let's say you have an assignment for emag known to others as electrical and magnetic fields if you don't know what emag is god bless your soul you're a lucky guy or gal and you absolutely don't want to do the assignment because no one gives a single crap about transmission lines do they carry the internet across the earth at the bottom of the ocean yes is that my problem i hope not i i'd rather swap places with those transmission lines at the bottom of the ocean than be paid to work on them all right that would be awful there's a lot of horrible things to do in the engineering world and that is definitely one of them if you have to do math on transmission lines as your job you went wrong somewhere i don't care how much you're getting paid probably more than i ever will in my entire life but i did not doesn't matter to me there are some things that i don't want to do okay only fans models get paid more than me doesn't mean i'm going to start one of those i have completely strayed away from the point anyways you don't want to do the assignment that's not good for sure but you also need to be aware of what you want or to do Right. Instead of the assignment, for many reasons, a what you want to do might be what you should drop out of college to do. You know, this is a possibility. Uh, Casey Neistat said that he knew he wanted to be a filmmaker when he was washing dishes, and he thought about how he'd rather be making videos because he hated washing the dishes so much. The other reason is that by knowing what you'd rather be doing, you can better avoid it. If you'd rather be playing video games, close those applications. If you'd rather be degenerating yourself back in the days where you were nothing more than a monkey. You're and scroll through TikTok, then you know to take your phone and chuck it across the room into the black hole you keep in your corner. And if you don't have one of those, then let me tell you about this week's... I'm kidding. I, but if you're a physicist that's making a black hole trash can, 
I'll promote your trash can. Message, email me. Uh, when humans colonize space, instead of landfills, we'll just throw stuff into black holes. And then one day, a wormhole will open up right above the planet that we're on at the time and start just throwing it all back at us. And people are going to get trashed on them. It's going to be very funny. Your McDonald's wrapper is going to be thrown back at you at the speed of a spaceship by a wormhole. Then we'll lose the planet. It'll be super sad. But what do I know? I can just see the future. Now we need a third thing to talk about. And honestly, I'm a bit stuck. So I've spent the entire day and my creativity thinking about animations for my video that again, please watch. It came out on Wednesday. Go give me views. It's super, super good. It's great. It's 10 minutes. Quick watch. Give it a look. See. Getting to 10 minutes is longer than most of my, some of my other videos. I could talk about how depressed I am about school, but you'll hear enough about that when school's in session, probably next week. Uh, I guess I could give you a rhetoric tip. There's a difference between arguments and statements. Arguments are broad. They're the house that people try to build with their words. Statements are the words used to build that house. Sometimes we disagree with statements when we should be disagreeing with the entire house. Sometimes we disagree with the house when we should be disagreeing with the materials or the structure. That's about all I got here. But I can go to the No Sleep Reddit and read you a story. So let's go find a short one and give you a quick narration. First, we'll do the outro now. Then we'll just cut the episode after the story. I'm still on Shikimori's Not Just a Cutie. I just finished it. Uh, don't watch it. Super boring unless you want to watch it. It is wholesome, but it's super boring. There is no character development in any way, shape, or form. It's uh, I like Shikimori's design. I'm all in for the pink-haired waifus, but... It's just boring. Uh, no new music of note, kind of actually. I uh, Sad Happy is a uh, album by, I don't remember the group, but they. it's a good album. You should give it a listen. I like the song Move to San Francisco, uh, Be Your Drug, Hope of Heaven, Sad Happy, and there's a few, few other good ones on there. Uh, and that's all for this episode. Uh, enjoy the story. I will talk at you next week. Uh, much love. Vectors. Uh, <laughs> peace. I entered an auction house on the dark web and found myself for sale. Written by user Dr. Horrible-26. During my first year of college, I was introduced to the Tor browser by my new roommate, Ricky. Those of you who have been around the internet for long enough know Tor is a browser engine used to help you access the dark web, to which we frequently did. For a barely 20-year-old dude experiencing his first moments of living away from home, being handed away to access nearly whatever I wanted just from the press of a few keys felt like being handed absolute freedom. While we mostly just used it for accessing pirated games and films or maybe visiting a banned website, there were times where I found myself on the more twisted side of it all. I've honestly seen some pretty effed up stuff that I really didn't want or need to see other than to satisfy my morbid curiosity of if it would even be possible to reach those places. While I mostly regret these deeper dives into the dark web, one such dive might have very well saved my life. It was about 2am on a Friday during the end of my third year of college and Ricky had been spending the night at a cousin's house, leaving me to myself. I had been scrolling through the web, going through various shady movie sites and running games I didn't technically own, when I got a strange pop-up ad. One-time auction, limited items, one of a kind, get now or never again, don't miss out on these items. It read in a flashing red and green Comic Sans font. 
Now, I've gone to a few of these dark web auctions, even participated in a few out of impulse bidding on things that triggered something in my dumb college dude brain. This ranged from things like overly engraved gold handguns you would see Tony Montana strapping, to pounds of the finest weed grown in the purest soils of Jamaica, just to give me that little adrenaline rush of, dude, what if I actually got it? Granted, I only ever bid 10, maybe 20 bucks tops. Knowing actually winning any of it would probably lend me behind bars. I wasn't exactly the sharpest tool in the shed and would have been busted within minutes of receiving the package. This one would be different. I decided I'd check out the auction and click the link before browsing through the bids. At first, it wasn't anything serious. Mostly firearms and drugs, typical black web catalog. As I moved down the list, the items got more extreme much more extreme. The list started with some simple low-caliber handguns you could get at Walmart in some states, but quickly changed to sniper rifles and LMGs fit for military elites, till I was eventually being offered small nuclear explosives claiming to be powerful enough to level small towns to ash and brimstone. Super strong pot and funny mushrooms quickly turned to advertisement for pounds of Colombian cocaine to 10-pound boxes of fentanyl. Shadiest of all were what I assumed to be experimental drugs. Black and yellow sludge-like substances held in test tubes that didn't even have real names. Just things like XT1 and B8 plus asterisk RVV1 slash hyphen. Judging by the descriptions, these things fry your brain, considering the people selling it explain the effects through mostly incoherent, barely understandable sentences, implying they've been indulging on their own supply. I remember one going along the lines of, Fun green bubbles with super cool if eaten. If it's like green, green, blue bubbles, bubbles, they fly, fly up, they eat up, fly down with the green bubbles. I might be paraphrasing on that, but trust me, it wouldn't have made any more sense if I didn't get it spot on. Eventually, I reached what I took to be the Hitman and Murderer catalog. Poison brews of ricin and cyanide claiming to have zero scent or taste. Soundproof sneakers, weapon silencers, fake aliases, passports. People were even selling codes that were apparently instructions on how to get to areas in your location where bodies are most often hidden and never found. There were other codes that were labeled as how-to instructional tapes made by professionals on how to get away with various types of murder to even murders. If you didn't want to do work yourself, you can buy the phone number to a top-class hitman near you who will make sure your job is done effectively. Things only got worse when I scrolled to the next page to see photos of people, even some children with their names listed underneath. They were advertising human trafficking and given each of their product a small biography of sorts, as if they were stat cards. It listed everything from address to allergies, strengths, weaknesses, even down to the daily routine. Now, I've seen these kinds of black room type things and was well aware of how sick people can be on the dark web, but seeing it never got any less settling. Especially reading some of the things these bidders wanted to do with the, quote, product, end quote, once they got their hands on them. This unsettlement quickly turned into unimaginable, agonizing fear as I scrolled down to see my own portrait, one taken on my first day of college. 
I began to panic as I read off my card. Whoever these people were, they knew my name, age, race, height, weight, even down to my small birthmark behind my ear. Not only that, but they seemed to have known my whole life story from birth. My panic only grew wider as I saw there were already four bidders, the highest of which bidding almost 15 grand. The sickest part was these bidders left comments like, He'd fit well with my collection. I can't wait to have his body. I wish to taste his skin. Along with a slew of horrible, deranged crap they wanted to do with me that I... I really don't want to repeat. I fell back and began to hyperventilate. I felt my heart was going to give out and my brain was going to explode thinking of all the horrible things that may happen to me at the hands of these sick, twisted people who look to take ownership of my life. Most of the rest of the night was a blur. I remember bidding 20k off the bat to top the list, then periodically bidding, I think, another three what felt like every 30 minutes till I reached almost 40k. After that, I must have blacked out because the next thing I remember was waking up curled into a ball under my desk in a puddle of cold sweat. It was still dark out, so the flashing lights coming from my monitor were all too noticeable. I could feel myself shaking in fear as I slowly crawled out from under the desk before slowly looking at my screen and seeing in large red comic sans, Congratulations, you win. Please list where you'd like to send your prize. We will send an agent over to deliver your package. I felt an overwhelming amount of relief wash over my body seeing I had just bought myself. Sure, I ended up putting myself in near debt before I've even finished school, but I'm alive and free. Knowing those vile Fs wouldn't be able to live out their fantasies was enough for me to forget about any possible money problems. I think I even started laughing like a madman for a second as I entered. Leave them be. I bought them their freedom so they don't suffer. Hoping that'd be enough explanation, thing. thankfully it was, as I was answered rather quickly with another message. Understood. Your product will be removed from all auctions and marked as sold. Thank you for your purchase, Evan. Reading that caused me to nearly collapse, as if all the stress and tension built up drained from my body, only to quickly return as I reread the message. Thank you for your purchase, Evan. They knew I just bid on myself. They were still effing watching. The next couple months were a living heck of paranoia and anxiety. I tried to explain what I could to Ricky, and he did his best to help calm me down, but it was fruitless. Eventually, though, after enough time, I was able to move on. More so, I think my mind forced me to block it out. But it's all come back now thanks to an email I had just received from Ricky almost eight years after that night. Please help. I don't have enough money to go up against the highest bidder. I responded as quickly as possible, asking for him to send me his PayPal or something. That was two days ago. I haven't gotten a response I think he lost the auction.